today on The Breakdown. Sometimes you just got to make a move. Sometimes you just got to make a play. We're going to see some of that happening on a Live at the Bike Hand that would just happen, by the way. It was just released, I think, on the day that we're making this podcast. So we're pretty excited about that. We're going to take it all apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I thought you were going to break into song for a second there. I thought it was kind of like a like a Broadway musical about poker. Like, yeah, sometimes you just got to make a play. You know, that type of thing. That is often how they start. Right? You say something. You say a declarative sentence. This isn't a musical. You say a second declarative sentence. That sort of just branches off slightly from the, the first with a little bit more, you know, pizzazz. Yeah. And then suddenly you're dancing and singing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so thanks for robbing us of that and not doing that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I can forgive that. I mean, I feel like I gave it to everyone's imagination, though. Yeah, I had to help them along the way, though. What do you mean? Never mind. When I said the thing that I said in the beginning, people are already imagining it. Of course, of course. So that's what I gave. You with, like, a top hat and coattails singing about making a move, making a play. Sometimes you just gotta make a move. <laughs> yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, you're welcome, everybody. We're gonna write a, We're going to write a poker musical. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. The uh, the best song. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's time to ante up again. No, that's not the best song. It's time to ante up again. Throw your chips in the pot, sir. Please <laughs> get it in there. You're not paying attention. That's my. Uh, that's a good song. Thanks. You're what, right. What you? You're right. That is the best. That's. Song. I mean, that's the one that's most loved. At least, of course, best and most loved can be different. Yeah, it's a lot more accessible than the range merge song. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. All right, so this is Live with the Bike. They do a bunch of different stakes. Um, yeah. This one is an interesting one. It's a 5-5-5 game, meaning it's a, it's a cash game. $5 small blind, $5 big blind, and a $5 ante paid by every player. I mean, we've been kicking that idea around ourselves for uh, poker time, and we think it's a darn fine idea. Yeah, so I like it. it should play much bigger than a normal 5-5 game if the players know what they're doing, obviously. It should play more bigger and more aggressive. <laughs> it should play more bigger. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I heard it and just decided to roll I've always, with it. I've always liked having antis and cash games as an idea. Like uh, Even in smaller games, like a 5-5 five, five game, I think anti can really help the action out. I mean, you're supposed to fight like hell for it, basically. Yeah. As soon as you put, especially an anti that big. An anti that's the size of the big blind. I mean, you're supposed to go crazy, really, fighting Can for it, Can you imagine right? on high-stakes poker if it was 400, 800 with an 800 ante? Right. I mean, well, I mean, just thinking about this. So a normal, f- normally you play a 2-5 game anyway, so there's $7 in the pot. Right. A 5-5 five, five game, there's $10 in the pot. There are six-handed, and there's $40 in the pot. There's four times the size right. of the pot before anyone's put a voluntary chip in the pot. That's crazy. So you should be way more aggressive trying to get it and be making way more moves, right? Stealing the blinds is such a big deal now. Right, and uh, that may... That may play into how these guys play this hand a little it bit. It has to. Yeah. So this hand is six-handed, as Jonathan said. It starts with a British guy named Matt. I don't yes. know his last name, but he's on the old Live at the Bike. Yeah. So, he's Matt from Live at the Bike. That's him. That's what he is now. He's got $5,715 in front of him. Okay. He's got seven, eight of clubs in the hijack. That's actually, um, 5,000 is a lot of blinds. It is, but it is 555, of course, which... It is. is I'm just saying it's 1,000 blinds. Right, but we're not really thinking in terms of blinds as much when it's right. a 5-5-5 five, five, five game. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I mean, it's 
Yeah, this is a spot where maybe you should, although it's not a tournament, think of something more like M. Yeah, as far as like how deep you are. Right, because you got it's almost like a, it. It should play four times bigger because the pot is four times bigger, or right. at least six handed. Right, it's not gonna play four times bigger usually. I would guess, but that is how you should probably think about so it. So he has like effectively two hundred and fifty blinds. Yeah, like that's that. a that's a great way to think of it. Yeah, good, nice. Which is more normal for a cash game. Yes. Um, so with his $5,715, seven native clubs in the hijack, this is a clear open, especially considering the ante. Yeah, it's open uh, no matter what. He makes it 60, which uh, informs you that he is aware that the ante matters for sizing. Yeah. As in a normal 5-5 game, you might see 20 or 25 be a standard open, but that mm -hmm. obviously would never in a million years get through against any hand in the big blind. No, the big blind's either going to re-raise or call with everything, I would think. Maybe 7-deuce-off gets mucked, but that's kind yeah, of 60 it. might not even be enough. You know, there's already 40 in the pot. I don't know. I don't know if it's enough. I assume he's been paying attention. And right. I mean, it's probably hard to get the big blind to fold, period, when you have this kind of ante, this right. level of ante, right? I mean, maybe you make it 80. Maybe that's more. Maybe. Or maybe you just don't worry about it and figure you'll beat him post-flop and use position and, seven, and, eight of clubs and a better is an range. Seven, eight incredibly good hand. Yeah. So. Use your range and position to just beat the bra their brains out that way. That's fine. Yep. Um, so it folds to the big blind, who is Ryan Feldman, who I guess is a producer of Live with the Bike. Producer and, and apparently commentator Commentates on well. it sometimes. Um, he's got 5,000 in front of him, and he has seven three of diamonds. Yeah. And uh, he's going to raise. See, that's interesting. He's going to make it 280 bucks, And I guess this is just because there's so much money in the pot. I guess it just has to be, right? I mean, if he raises and wins right now, which you figure is going to work a fair amount of the time, right? Now, not against this hand, but against like a lot of Matt's opening range, we just show an instant $100 profit. Well, yeah, it is interesting considering that we are advocating a much wider opening range because of how much is in there, which means your three bets if you size them properly, are going to work a lot more frequently because your opponents are going to have much wider opening ranges and they're going to have to fold a lot of it. Like, yeah. Matt probably has plenty of, like, you know, king nine offsuit type hands in his range Absolutely. that he's going to fold here. Yeah, maybe even king eight yeah. type stuff. Um, for sure. He just has to throw that away. And I really like Ryan's sizing here. 260 or 280, right? 280 over 60. That's a nice big, you know, it's gonna, race. It's going to get the job done against all of Matt's kind of bad post-flop hands, yeah, hands like, that are tough to play post-flop. You four and a half exit. I know he's in position, but it feels like Ryan's taking that into account a little bit too and saying, you're just going to have to pay. Right. Like if Matt has ace seven off, which he probably would open here, like you just got to throw that away. It's right. a horrible spot. It's right. Because you don't want to play the super inflated pot and flop an ace and just be stuck in the pot for a while. Right. It sucks. Yeah. So it's good sizing. And uh, I, I got to think if it weren't for the anti seven, three suited is not even getting defended or it's getting defended, but not three, but out of the big blind because the big blind is the least frequent place that good players will three, but out of especially heads up. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guess the ante changes things. Probably. It's interesting too. I, I'm guessing that Ryan feels like seven, three of diamonds is just not good enough to defend at this size where he's to put in $55. Right. And so he's, that's why he's three bidding. Cause I got to believe he had like seven, five of diamonds. He'd just call at least right. a lot of the time. Yeah, it might be the cutoff. Like maybe even seven four of diamonds is good enough. Maybe, to call. maybe, but yeah, seven three. I can see why you're like I can't really call with this out of position, putting in fifty five more dollars when I've only when I've only invested five, even though the pot is what it is. Like I just can't do it. There's also meta game implications here. We are six handed, so yeah, that means Matt's going to be opening Ryan's blind a lot. So Ryan wants to maybe reduce the amount of times that happens. Right. And to be to be clear, just for for nitpickers out there, I know sometimes. 
will get on other people when we say, well, they're three-handed, so, you know, and he's, so he's opening the button, and so that changes ranges, and we'll often say, well, that doesn't change the range, because if it folds to the button, his range is the same. It's actually different in the way Grant means it right now, because six-handed means that Matt is going to be opening the cutoff much more often, because people, there's only two people in front of him to open. Right. So it's going to fold to him way more often than yep. it might in a, in a bigger game, and so we're going to see this confrontation a lot more. That's correct, yeah. Um, so obviously Matt can't fold a hand this good when we're deep mm. and he has position. He has seven, eight of clubs to, if you don't remember. Um, the question is three better call and it seems like call is the right decision. I think call is the clear decision here. It's a perfect calling hand really. Yeah. I mean, it flops well. We have good implied odds with this type of hand. We don't want to four bet and have to fold this hand if we get five bet. Which we would have to do. Yeah. So yeah, calling makes sense and that's what Matt does. We're in position. It's, it's a great spot. Speaking of people whose last names I don't know, this hand was suggested by Kyle, by the way. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Is Kyle also from Live at the Bike, like Matt? I don't think so. He's just on Twitter. But so, so he might be. He might be, but it's less likely than Matt, who is definitely okay. on Live at the Bike. So Matt is a certainty, and Kyle is like probably, but less certain than Matt. What do you? What, that's what, 100%. What percentage do you assign to probable when you say like probable? Like 97%. So like Matt is 100. Uh-huh. Kyle's like 97% from Live at the Bike. I, I disagree. Where you, why? I think he's more like 75%. 75? Yeah. You're going to drop 23% off? I'm doing just it. Just because. Just because why? I have a, a gut feel about this one. This is a soul read. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> so much for that joke. <laughs> yeah, that was not... Uh, we write all the jokes ahead of time, clearly. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's evidence right there. Yeah. Uh, so the pot is $595 going to the flop. We have 7-3 of diamonds, having 3-bet out of the big blind for Ryan. Matt having called with 7-8 of clubs. The flop is king of clubs, 10 of diamonds, 6 of hearts. So nobody really flops much. No, that's true. Matt flops fine, but not good. He flops right. a gut shot and a backdoor flush draw. Yeah. Ryan flops a backdoor gut shot and a backdoor flush draw. Yep. Which is not that good. And a, and a draw to a three and a seven. Don't forget about the pair draws. I feel like you just skipped The seven is those. no good, though. That's why I didn't say that. I was about to say the thing about the three. Oh. So think about that before you speak. I thought of it, but he's still, in his mind, he's drawing to those things, too. Maybe. He's like, boy, I'd love it if it went seven, seven. No, you wouldn't, Ryan. But he thinks he would, huh? <laughs> he thinks he would. <laughs> so I, I guess we fooled him. Yeah. He'd, Actually, he'd be chopping. He'd be fine with that. He'd be thrilled to chop. Would he? If, when he when he like when somehow he the seven. miracles the trips and then he ends up chopping. When I don't he, think he, excuse me, when he bets and Matt moves in after the seven, he's like, "Oh God, I've got no kicker with this." Also, I call. I hope you don't have two tens and or a seven. He'll be thrilled to chop. Thrilled, <laughs> I say. All right, okay. let's move on. All right, so. Uh, Ryan is going to continue his aggression, which I think is kind of all he can do at this point. Having yeah. I mean, this is he chose this line, and this is the kind of board you just absolutely are going to continue. And He's he probably has, continuing on the, uh, any board anyway. Now, let's discuss ranges here. Okay. This is something that comes up frequently when we talk about range advantages. There's different pieces of the range, right? So, for example, at the very top end of the range, I believe Ryan has a range advantage because he has sets of kings and sets of tens more firmly in his range. No question. Than Matt has, right? Yeah. The question I have is, does Matt have more showdownable hands in his range than Ryan has? Right. Interesting. At this point, I am not sure. We don't. We know so little about these guys, so we're right. just going on the Sta- fact. Standardized we- three betting ranges, which like I mean, seven three is obviously the the bottom barrel side. Of I the mean, three. I don't think it's part of a standardized three betting range. No, it's it's not. But it's. I mean, if you're going to have a 
it's it's possible that Ryan has more of a polar three betting range where like mm-hmm. it might not be inclusive of hands like King Queen because that's right. such a good calling hand, but it agree. is of something like seven three because it's not good enough to call. Yeah, which right? so your point is that he's got a lot of trash in there. Yeah, and some and some premium hands, but not a whole lot of in between, which is the more showdown. My stuff. my point being, uh, I think that at this point, Matt has more one pair of kings and one pair of tens in his hand. I agree with that. Yeah, all, he has like down to ten. 10 six suited probably Matt can go all the way up to ace king pretty comfortably i, I think he yeah. doesn't have to four bet ace king right there. and he has down to king nine suited yes maybe even other suited kings and king jack off he might have other suited kings he might there. it's possible I don't know. it depends on what he thinks of of ryan yeah so as far as showdownable ranges uh matt has an edge but ryan has the top end pipped on matt matt also has um a bunch of medium pocket pairs which are showdownable right but they're not comfortable no, well, I mean, a 10 isn't really comfortable either. I mean, on the flop, it's okay. A but 10 is a lot more comfortable to call the flop than two sevens or two nines. I mean, okay, and jacks are more comfortable than a 10. I mean, we could go up the ladder, but, right, it's all the same. I don't know if ten, jacks are more comfortable than a 10. Just because we're, well, the only good news about that, you're right, in some ways I agree with you, because really we're just blocking two 10s with, yeah. when we have a 10 in our hand. That's the only thing that makes it better than a jack, because we don't expect Ryan to have ja- a Well, 10 there are other hand, things right? that make it better than a jack. If we're behind, oh, okay. there's more ways to improve. All right, you know what? You win this round. Thank you. Nice job. Um, I agree. So, either way, Ryan pretty much must continue when he has this part of his range on a king high board where he could have ace king, set of kings, pocket aces, pocket tens. No quests. And he would probably continue with two queens or two jacks as well. I don't know if he would or not. It's questionable. He I might suppose. check. Either way, he decides to. He bet, he bets two hundred, which is kind of small. Very small. The pot is five hundred ninety-five. He made it two eighty pre, and he bet two hundred now. So this, if this is going to be profitable, it has to be the beginning of a story. Yeah, where he's going to continue betting because I don't know if. Well, maybe it's okay because I don't know if we can reasonably expect Matt to fold any flopped pair at this point, no matter what size we make it. I mean, if Matt has a ten, he's not going to fold. Right. Maybe if he has six, seven suited for bottom pair, he's going to fold for probably not for two hundred, but maybe no. for something like four hundred when the pot's five ninety-five. I don't know. He might call once. Anyway, being in position, yeah, with he the might pair. just see like, and even with the intention of turning it into a bluff, if it, if he doesn't improve, and then Ryan checks the turn, he might bet trying to fold out jacks or queens, yeah, or a ten or something like that. Not, although again, the tens are not very likely. So I Ryan. guess I don't hate the sizing that much if if he's going to be calling four hundred and two hundred with a similar frequency. The only hands I'd be really worried about would be gut shots, which he may, which are obviously beating seven high, mm-hmm. which he may decide to call two hundred and not, I mean, at least his worst gut shots. He's not going to call 400, probably. Right. Like, if, if he's got Jack-9 suited yeah. and we've got 400, he's probably throwing it away. Right. Ace-Jack, Ace-Queen, he might call 400. I think he'd probably call 400 once because we're deep enough. Especially if he has position. a backdoor with it. Um, yeah. But he might fold that, too, for 400. He might. So I think the gut shots are the line we draw where 200 doesn't get it done. So that's, so the idea would be if we're going to bet 200, we often want to bet the turn as well. We don't have to, but we want to be aware that we're letting a wider range in. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, maybe hands like two sevens, two eights, two nines would fold for four hundred, but we'll call two hundred also. Yeah, maybe, maybe because of the lack of ability to improve. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Matt does call here with the seven eight of clubs, right. which is something that you would usually think, well, that's going to fold. But if you look at it closer, he does have a gut shot and a backdoor flush draw, and it's a small bet. I feel like it's a really straightforward call, honestly. You think it's straightforward if it's four hundred? No, I think two hundred makes it a call. Like right. just like you're talking about the flop gut shots. Like I'm in position. If I get there, you're never going to see it. I also have backdoor clubs, which are going to be really hard to see. Also, you might give up, and I can win anyway. Like I'm not folding for 200. I just put 280 in. Like yeah, 
I, I have a way to make the nuts on the turn. I'm not, or not the nuts actually, but um, close enough that because you don't have queen jack, right? Right. Almost and, ever. And so. if you don't have a king or better, Ryan, it's going to be really hard for you to call if I decide to bluff later. Exactly. So, right. I, so I like this call. I think it's a very clear call. Okay. Cool. I agree. So the pot is 995, yeah, and that's dollars. But I want to talk a little bit about Bitcoin for a second and millibits oh. and all of the different types of Bitcoin. What's is there a microbit? Is that the smaller? There probably is, Grant. I mean, we got to start cutting it down a little bit more because obviously Bitcoin's been going up. It sure as heck has. And a place where you can use your Bitcoin to play the poker, the is... Bitcoin Emporium. No, well, that's not it. Oh. It's a nitrogen sports poker room. Oh, we don't have a new Bitcoin Emporium sponsor? Not yet. No, we're sticking with nitrogen. I'm working with the Emporium. Okay, good. But I like nitrogen. They're tough negotiators, man. I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> nitrogen but, sports poker. Yeah, that's where you can play with the poker guys. If you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up, if you use that link, you get access to exclusive poker guys, uh, free rolls, sit and goes, bounty tournaments, um, I don't know. Maypole festivals. There we go. Stuff like that. Um, potential, you know, early first look at like uh, poker guys, poker musical songs. Yes, potentially if those are ever made, you potentially if there are ever made. That was a string raise. I'm saying string raise. You gotta pull that bet back, sir. I'm the merge range demon. (laughs) (laughs) We are just so absurd these days. We make really good nitrogen ads, don't we? I mean, Um, I find them very, very enjoyable. And hopefully hopefully people who, like, listen to the show on a regular basis. Maybe they don't just keep clicking the 15 seconds ahead thing when the ad comes on. Like, I do on other podcasts when somebody's like, hey, guess what? I eat food from Blue Apron. I'm like, shut up. Tell yeah. me more about the other thing I was listening about. Yeah, totally. Here you get to hear about poker musicals, so I you got to listen to the ad to see what gems come out. I will say this. We do a joke or multiple jokes probably in every single ad nowadays. Like, we just don't care. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, in a good way. In so good beyond way. playing with us, the advantages of Nitrogen Sports Poker Room are that it is Bitcoin only, as I was mentioning earlier, and it doesn't have any sort of internal processing as far as deposits and withdrawals, meaning you get it at the speed of Bitcoin, which is 5 to 20 minutes, sometimes faster. Yeah. So, say you bank for four Bitcoin, which is, you know, 24K right now. Give or take. At the time that we're making this podcast. Give or take. That's pretty good. Uh, you want that money, probably. Probably don't want to leave it online forever. You're like Stewie wanting that money from mm. Brian the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're like that. You know what I'm talking about, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, family guy. Yeah. Uh, I get it. Gotta give me that money. <laughs> All right. So, say you, you are the talking baby. Yeah. And you want your $24,000. You don't have to beat your dog up with a lead pipe anymore no you, you just, don't you, you just, just click you just put in your bitcoin address and you get it in five to 20 minutes yeah you don't have to wait weeks months however long you usually have to wait when you bank something online even other sites that use bitcoin have internal processing that goes with it the first time it takes a lot of time maybe a week sometimes second and third times it's like 24 hours minimum so oh, usually more than that usually why would like you, several days why would you wait around with that bs yeah come on now this is your money you got to get it right and that's what you should do. Yeah. Use the link in the description of the podcast. Nitrogen Sports Poker for all. Don't for forget. one and for all. And oh, I just came up with the new, the new slogan for Nitrogen Sports. For one and for all? Nitrogen Sports Poker for one and for all. Yeah, that's good. That's all right. It's okay. really good. I th- I'm going to try to incorporate the Merge Range Demon into more things. Uh, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have a pot of 995 in a three-bet pot where Ryan had three-bet out of the big blind with 7-3 of diamonds. King 10-6 board where ryan continued for 200 there was a club on that board giving matt a gut shot with his seven eight of clubs and the backdoor flush draw he decided to call the 200 got almost a thousand bucks in the pot going to the turn which is 
an elite turn card for Matt, I would call it. It's an elite level. Is it the Nine of Clubs? Because that would be the elite. No, turn it's card. uh, it's oh. in the elite tier, but it's not like Antonio not like, Brown. Oh, okay, you know, it's not that good. Right. It's yeah. like Mike Evans. Yeah, it's about Mike Evans. Okay. Yeah, the Five of Clubs. That's so now, a very good card. So he was floating with the plan of you know improving sometimes, like this is one way to improve, or taking it away later sometimes, which is still an option here. But now he's got an open ender and the flush draw. This is actually the fifth best card in the deck. So that's Mike Evans. All right. <laughs> yeah, because all the four nines and then the five of clubs is the next best card, yeah. right? So it's pretty good. Well done. All right. Thanks. I'm I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Ryan is going to continue his story now. He has picked up a gut shot. Yes, which has got to feel good. Yeah, at least he has some perceived equity, although he actually can only hit a three to win the hand. Um. Yeah, how about that? Because because the four would bring Ryan a straight, but Matt would have a higher straight. Yeah, so not good. Not good. If you're, if you're Ryan. But you'd probably lose all your money. Yes, you would. So, so there's you, that. You're the producer of the show. You want to fund the game, right? You right. Get to you fund want, the game. You also want there to be fun, big hands. And so here we are. Here we are. And uh, Ryan's going to continue. Yeah. Do you think this is a reasonable time to continue? I do. All right. Explain yourself, Lovey. First, we bet 200 on the flop, which means we're, we're keeping a lot of these one pair of hands around. The ace 10s of the world. Maybe some medium pocket pairs are going to call once because it's only 200, like two yeah. nines and two eights. Some of the gut shots are going to call. Queen Jack's going to call. All that kind of stuff is calling. Ace Jack, Ace Queen, Jack Nine, suited, whatever. All that stuff's probably calling, including also an, a 10 or a king. If we bet the turn and we bet a reasonable amount on the turn, like 60% a pot, we're going to fold out a huge percentage of that range. I agree. Also, we did pick up equity. Once in a while, we're going to bet, get called by uh, some of the strong part of that range and get there and get paid in a bigger way because we've made the pot bigger. But that's not really what we're thinking about. Absolutely not. It's just a nice little bonus. It's a nice little bonus. But I think he's betting whether or not he picks up equity. Um, yeah, because he bets so small on the flop. Right. If he bet bigger on the flop, he might be shutting down here a lot. With that, if he doesn't pick up equity, especially. But yeah. 200 on the flop almost demands, based on the way this board is and the way that this hand is going, uh, a significant turn bet, I think. I agree completely. Cool. I think we have to fold out all the one pair tens, all of the pocket nines, maybe, like pocket jacks and pocket queens are in a bad spot now. They oh, might, yeah. They we might consider folding right now. Yeah. They so, should. The, the hands that we should be concerned about, which have improved, that are going to continue calling us are five, six suited, which just made two pair. Yep. That's definitely not folding. And all of the gut shots and open enders that picked up the club draw. Sure. But right, those are is, not too many things of, of that wild, that big range. Yeah. And we're actually going to be able to, if we decide to continue firing again on the river, which we'll have to figure out, um, assuming we even get called, um, then we can sometimes fire and f- get rid of some of those things too if we want. Right. right. So Ryan's a little bit unlucky that uh, of that range that's pretty pretty inclusive of a lot of hands matt has one of the hands that he's not going to be folding now agree so the question for matt now is what does he do because ryan bet 710 into 995 really sizes it up okay like he wanted him that's good i like that yeah it's this is good stuff i actually really like how um ryan is betting i like all his sizing i might have made the flop bet a little bit bigger but ultimately it's like you said it's probably going to do about the same job anyway except it keeps the gut shots in he seems to know that and is now really making the turn bet like it's almost, he probably makes more money this way, right? When the gut shots miss anyway, yeah. because he gets to bet big on the turn and, and win an extra $200 from his opponent a lot. Right. 
So this is a pretty, pretty awesome bat size. I like. Yeah, I like it as well. But uh, it's not going to work against Matt's no. hands, obviously, because he's picked up the open ender with his right. flush drop. And that was your question. What What should Matt do? Yeah, what should Matt do? What's because, our effective stack size? Um, so Ryan is the effective stack, and he started the hand with 5K. So he's got about 3,900. Okay. Behind that. pot, after. and the pot is, now it was 900-something, and we've had 700 into it? Yeah, so the pot is going to be... Looks like seventeen hundred fifteen dollars. Okay, and we know as Matt we're never folding. Yes. So in our mind, if we're trying to think about should we raise or not, if we're thinking about it in terms of potentially raising, we can put our call already into the pot. Yes. Right? So that would be twenty four fifteen. So it's twenty four fifteen, and then that would leave the effective stack to be at like thirty two hundred. Okay. No, it's, no, it's thirty nine hundred because we already. Oh, because he already put in. his seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. So okay, so. It's so we've like a pot and a half left. Yeah. So which is sort of an awkward stack size to raise. Yes. So let's talk about the advantages of raising and the advantages of calling. Great. Let's do it. All right. Clear advantage of raising is that we get to win the pot right now a lot of the time. Yes. Like every time we're, we're usually behind Ryan, even if Ryan's bluffing. We don't happen to be this time, but usually we're behind Ryan. Absolutely. I really, that is a great reason to move in. And yeah, the thing is because Ryan is bluffing. If we don't, if we just call and don't improve, we're often going to lose, even though Ryan's bluffing. Ryan can bluff the river, and we're just going to be in a bad spot. We're usually going to have to give up, right? Like, what else are we going to do? Yeah. So, so that's a really good reason to raise. Yes. So that's is. cool. I can uh, think of. Sorry, go ahead. So I want to talk a little bit more about about that, about what range of hands we're targeting when we raise here, because clearly, yeah. if we raise, it's with the intention of getting Ryan to fold. But having the the ripcord pull of maybe we get there anyway, even if he calls. Right. 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 So that's nice to have that ripcord pull. It is. But we really want him to fold. Of so course. The hands he's going to fold are hands like he has, obviously. Yeah. My question is hands like ace four of clubs, which have us in jail. What is what does Ryan do with ace four of clubs if he gets moved in on here? If he gets moved in on, wow. So what price would Ryan actually be getting? There's twenty four hundred in the pot. He gets moved in for another thirty nine hundred. Right. Yeah. So it's sixty three hundred, and it's thirty nine to call sixty three. We are not supposed to call with the Ace Four of Clubs. What if we have the Ace Jack of Clubs? I don't think we're supposed to call with that either. Get three more outs. I mean, we don't know. I mean, okay, cool. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We have three more outs. We're still not supposed to call. We're not getting a good enough price, right? So if we can fold out all those hands, that's pretty nice. That is nice. That's pretty good. Now there's some pretty obvious cons, right? Yeah. When we get called, we don't have a lot of equity because there's only one card to come. That is a big one. Another con is that um, right now, if we just call, the way we get there when we improve, assuming we don't make a pair, mm -hmm. is not easy to see. Right. True. As opposed to, like, sometimes you flop a flush draw, and, like, if you hit your flush, it's hard to get paid. If we hit a club on the river and Ryan's got a set of kings or a set of tens yeah, or he's ace, gonna pay us off. aces, ace, king, he may check, but he's going to check call. Yeah. So that's And also that's true for our gut shot. So when we improve in the ways we're really looking to improve, we're very likely to get paid by all the value. Right. So we don't have to worry about not being able to get paid when we get there if we just call. Right. The implied odds really do exist. Right. Because of the way, because it's all kind of hidden. Yeah, that's a really good point. So that's a great reason not to raise. Yep. Okay, so back to if we did raise yeah. the range of Ryan's hands. 
let's try to figure out the cutoff of hands that Ryan would call with. Great. As far as hands that like we can get to fold. Because I think we obviously get two queens to fold if they decide to continue betting. I think two queens, it'd be absurd to call with two queens if we raise. So the real question is ace-king. Does he right. call with ace-king? That's exactly the question. Yeah. I've, been th I've been thinking about that, too. I mean, this is just like a soul moment for Ryan yeah. when he has ace-king, right? Where he's like, well, I mean, ace-king and queens should play the same. They, well, unless Matt decides to play ace-king that way. Which it seems, oh, it seems unlikely he would move in on the turn with Ace King. I but. think it's unlikely too because yeah, you because you're like getting snapped. Like I don't think you're folding out aces. No, I don't think so. And I don't think you're folding out a set of tens. Although aces is similar to Ace King from from Ryan's perspective. I mean, the difference is that like aces, we beat Ace King. Yes, specifically. Although we block Ace King, we beat it. It's not great. I mean, aces aces sucks, but that's the top of our not insta call range. I right? don't think I don't think moving in with Ace King by Matt would be a good play at all. I don't like it. No, I think like that plays way better as a bluff catch. We're in position, right? Why would yeah. we want to make a move here? Like the pot's going to get as big as we want it to anyway. Like right. it seems crazy to raise with ace king, and like king queen is probably folding, and aces is probably not folding. So that seems like a bad spot. And even if aces are somehow we fold that aces, we block aces, and everything better than aces is definitely not king ten eight folding. Right, so it's kind of like we're turning Ace-King into a bluff, which is weird. So Dumb. Just so, dumb. yeah, I don't think Matt would move in with Ace-King, which brings us back to what Ryan would do if Ryan had Ace-King here and Matt moved in. What hands would we be putting Matt on? Like, obviously, a set of tens is possible. That would be bad. Yes, a which he of, can really have. A set of sixes is also possible. Yes. King-ten suited. Yes. Although that might raise the flop more likely than the sets because it's a bit more vulnerable. It's not super vulnerable, though, no. but it's a little bit. Like, you just worry about, like, weird, like, a jack coming and now ace-queen got there kind of a thing. But right. there's not too much to there's worry about. There's not too much, but there's also less ways to improve if we end up behind on the turn. Um, fair enough. But the other side of it is it seems, I would guess that Ryan's a little bit of a crazy person based on what we've seen. Yes. So we might decide to not raise our strong hands when we're in position against him and let him keep firing a lot of the time. So we really might not raise the flop. Okay. So if we don't, then, then let's say, I think that's all of... Um, of Matt's made value that moves in on the turn. I mean, I guess he could decide not to fold the flop when when Matt when Ryan bets two hundred with two fives, or he five six suited. Yeah, is he really going to move in with five six suited? Probably not, because you if I guess the question is if you get called by Ace King. Right. We we now need to get called by Ace King, otherwise it's horrible to move yeah. in five six suited. Right. It's just awful. Yeah. So let's forget about five six suited for oh, a second. Great. And let's also forget about two fives because it's seems, pretty unlikely. He's probably just going to fold the flop with that. Probably on that board. Yeah, it's a bad enough board. That's fine. I mean, it's because right. it's only 200, I was thinking. So he's maybe. got three combos of a set of sixes, three combos of a set of tens. Yep. We're not going to put a set of kings in his range. Seems fine. super unlikely. Fine. Um, set of tens is probably can't even give him all three, but let's just do it yeah. for the sake of this. Let's do it. And and then we have eight combos of... No, it's king ten suited only. Never mind. Why well, is it king ten no, suited? No, it's not. It's king ten off also. Yeah. So we have eight combos of king ten. Cool. There. So we're up to 14 combos of made value. If... Uh, that Matt could potentially move in with. Yeah, okay. Maybe we can add another two combos of king-six suited. Flopped top and bottom. Maybe. What are we trying to get called by? Aces or ace-king, I guess. I mean, when we move in with king-ten, it's sort of similar, yeah. actually. But we're higher up on our range, which is good. Like, we block two tens, which is yeah. more likely a raise than sixes. And... If somehow he was doing it with some weird hands, he might have, like, he may be, he can have the king six. I don't know if he can really have king ten. I don't know if he's going to three bet king ten. All right, let's forget one. about king six. Okay. So let's give him the 14 made combos. Great. 
what are the hands that he might move in with that ace king is in good shape against ace jack of clubs ace queen of clubs jack nine of clubs queen jack of clubs seven eight of clubs seven nine of clubs eight nine of clubs those are the obvious ones i don't think that's enough for us to call with ace king because those still have right. equity against ace king and he's moving in for one and a half times the pot i yeah. think we just have to fold right because i can't really think of any other hands that would consider moving in okay maybe we think it's possible he does move in with ace king itself but we still have to fold ace king there yeah but we can call with aces if he's doing that with those things and ace king if he's not doing moving in with ace king we shouldn't probably shouldn't call with aces either no i think we should fold aces is that yeah. crazy it is crazy yeah maybe if we have the ace of clubs we can call with the with ace king or aces because mm -hmm. we block all of the no that's bad we don't want that right we want him to have clubs yeah and, he, and when he has clubs he still has decent equity against us because he always has at least a gut shot with it yes or he's floating maybe sometimes he floats and picks up some weird club draw maybe but it seems unlikely it seems pretty unlikely yeah so yeah i guess uh i guess we have to fold aces and ace king if we're ryan cool which means maybe we should move in as matt maybe we should because then Ryan's only calling with basically a set of kings or a set of tens because he probably doesn't have king ten. Right. So maybe right. we should move in. I mean, if we can make it so he can only call with kings or tens exactly, that's pretty good. And we still have equity against those hands. Yeah. Now, they know they're on TV, which changes some of the stuff a little bit too. Like, it's possible Ryan is going to be a little less foldy with aces when he's being filmed. Yeah, and also we went through this whole analysis and decided folding aces was right, but you might not really expect your opponent to fold aces. I don't think you should. Yeah. It's, I think it's just generally a bad idea to target strong ranges. Right. Like, that's a losing strategy for the most part. Target weak ranges. There's mm -hmm. a lot of them, you know? So we may decide that ultimately Ryan has a weak range, but if we move in, the stuff that calls is, you know, all really good. <laughs> well, that's true, but if our ranges are correct here yeah. and Matt's moving in ranges, what we said it is, yeah. Ryan is supposed to fold all of his one pair hands. I agree. It's incorrect to call. Right. Yeah. But we and so then it comes down to what do they know about each other? Do we think, you know, as Ryan, do we think Matt's capable of moving in with draws and so on and so forth? I mean right? a little bit, but does it matter if we are well within our move in range there where she's supposed to fold against? We know it's a plus E V move in based right. on that. Like, maybe we're supposed to move in just because of that. Yeah, that's that's not a bad point. And the truth is, it's okay to get called. Yeah. We have equity against everything. Right. So it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Cause we have so to, maybe we should move in. Yeah, because I was just talking about the hands he's going to move in with. And if we don't include all of the hands in that range, the range is incorrect. And we can't do it the other way either then. Okay, but here's the other side of this. Except for the hands that are bluffs for Ryan, his value range is really just ace-king plus. Yes. So that's a little bit problematic. So so his entire value range is strong and is going to not fold instantly. Now, I agree with I you. Mean, he's supposed well, to fold the one pair of hands. We can do the combos and still find out that it's okay. Because if he's folding ace-king and aces, that's 18 combos versus six that he's calling with. If he's actually doing it that way, right? Yeah. But he may also feel like, I can't call with only 25% of my range when you move in. I have to, I have, that's, that's like my distribution is too weak. I don't I need, know if that's go necessarily true considering the range we constructed for Matt. Because Matt's rarely going to have those hands, and he's rarely going to move in. Well, we figured out that Matt had more bluffs, sorry, more value than bluffs, right? Yes. But by how much? Um, well, now you're making me rethink. He had 14 value, right. and he had something like seven. seven bluffs. Yeah, that sounds right. So two to one. Bluffs with good equity, by the way. Yes, bluffs with good equity. That's a fair point. It's a weird spot. It's a weird spot. I mean, the thing is this. I kind of believe that even though we've gone through this whole thing about rational actors and all this which is what we're really talking yeah. about we're talking about rational actors doing this 
I don't believe we should be targeting Ryan's strong range. How about that? Which okay. is like ace-king plus. I Just from watching this kid play for this one hand, I'm not sure he's going to fold ace-king. So I don't know if we should target it. Okay. What do you think about that? We could I, move in anyway and just say whatever. I'm doing it my way well, the and thing, it's fine. The thing beyond that is that he doesn't always have a strong range. That is the other side of it. Like we can fold out the bluffs. Which we're behind which is beautiful. We're behind the majority of them. And we can fold out the, the semi bluffs, or we should be able to fold the semi bluffs like ace jack of clubs. I sure hope so, because if we yeah. don't, it's gonna be awful. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. It'll be really, really bad. But from a rational actor perspective, I think moving in yeah. actually is the proper play here. I think you're probably right. Unless we're missing some part of a range, but I don't I think we kinda got it. I mean, I'll say this. I mean, you're right, rational actor. It just is you know, as we like to say to um, one of our friend Nick, is that like you're not actually playing against computers though, so you don't have to have those. Exact right, we had ranges, this conversation right? just last night yeah. with Nick, who who play he's Wonka in the uh, Poker Time. For those yeah. of you who watch Poker Time, and you know he's he's a pro, he knows what he's doing, and we're talking about optimizing ranges in Poker Time. And he's talking about all these game theory optimal like robots playing against him. And we're like, Nick, when have you ever played at a table where everybody's playing perfect GTO? It's like, <laughs> like you're, it's so far. Like Nick, you play in like five, ten, and two five games. Like no one's close to that, pretty and much. Actually, there is no game like that. By the way, like right, of course, there is no game where everybody's playing perfect. GTO. But there's there's a game where people are trying and are yeah. close, right? Yeah, I mean, like a 100, 200 game with all the German. But, but the truth but, is, they're not playing in that game unless there's a fish or two in right. there anyway. Yeah, of course. But but when they're they're forced to play against each other, yeah, they're they're opening their GTO. They're probably playing as GTO as right. possible at least. But like Nick's not even playing games where people mostly are trying to play GTO. Yeah. So this is the other side of it, right? So we're 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 analyzing this from a GTO perspective, which is cool, and we should be doing that, right? So we can fit. So that is like points us to a direction of what should we be doing, right? Here, right? Because often we don't know, and that helps us. But then we have to then readjust back from that to like, okay, and what's happening in the real world in front of me right now, Right, too. If, we, if we give Ryan all 18 of those value combos calling instead of folding, how does that change our equation, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Then it we might should. change it to calling is better. Right. Even though we fold out the bluffs, yeah. we call because sometimes he's going to give up on his bluffs on the river anyway, and we can bluff him. And we sometimes, can improve. We can improve, and sometimes we can improve small and win. Sometimes we can improve in a really good way and win huge against yeah. this very strong range. But we don't. So that means every time we get there, we get like the full double against this range. And every time we don't, we don't have to put in any more chips. And yeah. That's pretty sweet. So yeah, you can. It, it really depends on like what do we think this kid is capable of, right? right? So I think from a GTO perspective, it is a move in, but from an exploit perspective, we don't have to. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It is actually, and I'm not sure what the right play is anymore. So yeah, you didn't. I, think, I think both are justified. You didn't think there was going to be that many super interesting decisions in this hand, but I, I really think that did. was pretty cool. That was. I mean, I knew we were going to talk about this decision. Yeah. I knew it was going to be interesting. I didn't think it was going to be that interesting at all. I thought it was going to be like a two minute discussion, not a fifteen minute discussion. I liked that. That's what we do on this show, man. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Well, it's all about that and and the river of Bitcoin and nitrogen sports poker. I'm using link in the description. Yes, it's about that as well. Yeah. And soon, coming soon, the Bitcoin Emporium, where you can buy, sell Bitcoin. Shaped things. Yeah, not like actual look, Bitcoin. It, no, it looks like that the Bitcoin symbol. Like there's, Yes, the big B with the, cu- on the there, coin. We have some that are made of chalk. Those are not very expensive. Some <laughs> that are made of gold. Those are pretty expensive. You say we as if we are the Bitcoin Emporium. I mean, we, we are. are. We as the Bitcoin. Everybody is the Bitcoin Emporium. <laughs> That's the point of Bitcoin, Jonathan. Don't you get I it? I am Bitcoin Emporium. <laughs> yes. Very Moving nice. on. All right, so. We should tell everyone what the hands are now. Yeah, we put everything in the hopper, and we decided... GTO match and move in, uh, exploit he sh- he should call or calling's okay. I'm not least. sure. I'm not sure what. Yeah, exploit's right. at least okay to call. Yeah, 
Um, <coughs> after Ryan bets 7-10 on the turn, Ryan has 7-3 of diamonds on a king 10 six, five, two club board. Matt has 7-8 of clubs on that board for the yeah. open ender and the flush drop. Yeah. So heading to the river, after Matt does call, the pot is 2,415. The effective stack is Ryan with 3,900. Okay. And the river is unexciting for both players, although there aren't many exciting rivers for Ryan. But it is the six of diamonds, so it pairs the board. Yeah. Doesn't improve anybody. Somehow in this pot of $2,415 in a five 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 game, we're sitting here with eight high against seven high. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. It's cool. Yeah. So Ryan decides, okay, I got to go for it. I'm here with the bottom of my range. That's the part of my range that I have to bluff, which is a reasonable thought, right? Sure. Absolutely. Um and I think it's a good thought, considering that Matt has one of the hands in the range that we should be targeting. I'm not saying just because Matt has it, but because there is that range. Sure. Because Matt has ace-jack of clubs, ace-queen of clubs, queen-jack of all those club combos that he could potentially have now that he's going to have to fold if we bet. And the truth is this. I mean, I like betting not just because of that, but the rest of Matt's range is pretty one-pair heavy at this point. Yes. And, like, we might be able to fold out all one-pair hands. Like... The best hand Matt really is supposed to have, it doesn't mean he can't be slow playing, but often the best hand he's going to have is ace-king here. 5-6 mm, suited. Okay, fine. 5-6 suited is number one. Ace-king is probably number two. Yeah, unless he slow plays a set of 10 sometimes here on both yeah, that's. I mean, sure, that, that is a little bit of a concern is the slow play. But mostly, but even if he's got slow play 10s in there sometimes and 5-6 in there and... Like most of the stuff is like weaker kings and some tens and maybe jacks and queens. Yeah, and he stuff is that's like, holding on and he's probably calling king nine suitor on the turn, right? I think he is. Yeah, but if we bet again, it's a really bad spot for king nine suited, which is just going to have to if it if it calls, it's a complete hero call. Yeah, ace king and lower are hero calls. Yeah, so ace king's not folding though. Ace king's calling. Ace king's calling the turn to call the river. Yeah, of course. King queen course. has a decision, but it's probably calling. Probably, but it doesn't love its life, yeah. and everything worse than king queen really doesn't love yeah. its life. And I feel like most of the stuff Matt has is worse is king queen or worse. Right. So that's a great it's a great reason to bet. Like we can target most of his range, pairs and bluffs, and sorry, pairs and draws, and almost everything's beating us, and we can fold out almost all of it. And it's we have kind of great. And we have seven high, so let's do it. Yeah. Right. So that's the good that's the good reason to bet. And there's, Ryan Ryan does. He bets thirteen hundred. Yeah. I like the way Ryan has played this hand. I think he played it well. Me too. Um, there's one bad reason to bet, but whatever. What's the bad the reason? The bad reason is that six is not good for us in terms of the story we're telling. Would we really bet ace-king on the river when the six pairs? Yeah. I'm not sure that we would. I think we can. I think we can. How, we, like, we bet ace-king? Yeah. I don't think Matt has any sixes in his range other than five-six suited. And so whatever. Yeah. That's that's kind of a fair point. Maybe um, ten-six suited also. They decide, but he would... Maybe. Maybe. But he might raise he might not yeah. raise that on the turn. He might not. Okay. But if that's all it is, it's not a problem. I mean, I feel like we're mostly repping like tens full when we bet. I feel like that's the that if you're kings guessing full. anything. What sure, we can have kings full. And I so. think we can rep aces. We're trying to get called by a king. Yeah. And that's or, the same thing now, as ace king then. Or somehow king ten doesn't raise. We now are beating king ten. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. All right, fair enough. So fair I think enough. we can rep a decent range here okay. as Ryan. So I think the bet is good. All right. Um so now it's on Matt, and he's going to have to fold, right? He's got eight high. Yeah. Ryan's bet 1,300 of his 3,900 effective. So yeah. he's bet a third of his remaining stack. This hand's over. Yeah. Lock it up. But Matt's tanking. He Wait. goes in the tank. Wait a second. What? Like a fish. He's like a... I'm not like saying a, he's a bad player, but I mean like oh. a fish in a tank. Like a soldier in a tank. Yes. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but like a soldier yeah. in a tank. <laughs> or a fish. 
Wait. Or, or, or like a tarantula in a terrarium. Oh, I like how you did that. Yeah. That's good. Because you can use the terrarium as a fish tank also. They're actually the same thing. Why do you... Huh. Okay. Why do you think we got the term tank from anyway? Tank means like to like go deep. I guess because you're like going into your own like world yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So you're tanking. Okay. Fair enough. I figured There's a lot that out of poker terminology that's a little weird. Yeah. You yeah. Know? For example, raise. The what does nut, that mean? The raise. What why, is, why do we say raise? No, the nuts is actually a, a good example of like, it. Not so much. Everybody mine. just accepts that as a normal thing to say. But what, what the hell? That's all of language, by the way. Yeah. All these really weird things that make no sense that we just say all the time. You know, that's just the way of the world, man. Yeah. Get ready for that. We're going to do a language podcast someday. This is it. This is the beginning of the language podcast. Right. This is episode one. It, this is not episode one. It is the only episode. <laughs> guess what? You got six hours left, people, so hang on. Congrats. I hope you're on a great road trip. We're calling this Language Masters with Grant and Jonathan. Yes. The poker part was just... We're not going to actually talk about poker anymore. We're done. <laughs> so, well, it's the language part now. Yeah. Anyway, let's go just back to poker. in case anyone's believing us. All right. So, Matt sitting there with eight high... All he knows so far is that Ryan hasn't taken his foot off the gas. He's three-bet preflop. He's gone bet, bet, bet. He can reasonably rep aces, ace-king, tens, and kings. Yes. So that's a problem for Ryan. That's definitely a problem. Uh, or for Matt, excuse me. But Matt's tanking. And at this point, I think Ryan has a pretty clear range advantage as far as value that he would sure. continue betting and sure. would be comfortable continuing at this point. Because king-queen is questionable for Matt considering calling on the river, mm -hmm. right? So that's all reasons to just fold as Matt. Yeah. Like if Also, you have, we have eight high. Like, if you have if you have a bluff somehow, congratulations. You got me. I ended up with eight high. It didn't work out. Yeah. Right? But that's not what Matt thinks. Matt, Matt decides to move in. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I like this play. Clearly, it's going to work. Of course, it's not a spoiler to, to say work. that Ryan folds seven high. It'd be sick if he called. Yes. It'd be a better hand if he called. It would be a better hand if Matt called with eight high. I agree, but that'd, that'd be that, amazing. Of course, that would make no sense. Of so. course. So is this a good move in? Okay. Well, let's talk about why it might be. Okay. The six paired. Yep. That six is way more in Matt's range than it is in uh, Ryan's range, right? It's better for Matt. Yes, but I still believe that Ryan has more strong value that can end up in an all-in situation and feel okay than Matt does. Okay, that's probably true. But once we move in, now we are saying, how do you feel about Ace-King now? Yes. I, well, okay, so let's be clear about that. He's not moving in if he thinks Ace-King is going to call every time. I have to believe he thinks he can fold out one pair of hands when he, when he goes call, call, shove. Yeah. Because now it looks like 10's full for Matt. For yes, it does. sure. Like, or 5, 6 suited. 5, 6 suited, yeah. Or maybe 6, 6 somehow. Yeah. We rivered quads. Like five, Sounds Whatever. Nice. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what it really looks like. Now, the problem is there aren't very many value combos for Matt. But how many... But there aren't that many... Like, he has to play his bluffs a very particular way. You know, he has it's, to have the draw and decide to turn into a bluff on the river. I don't know how often we can call with Ace King there. It's probably not profitable. All right, call. let's do a little bit more combo work here. Okay. So we said there were seven combos on the turn that he could potentially call with. Seven was kind of a number I just popped out. Oh, you want to do it again? Let's, we should make sure it's right. Ace Jack, Ace Queen, Jack Nine, Seven Eight, Eight Nine, Seven Nine. That's six. Is there anything I missed? Queen Jack. Queen Jack. Oh my God! Yes, seven. So seven. seven. He could have Queen Jack off as well. By the way, he doesn't have to have Queen Probably Jack. Probably folding that on the turn. I'm not sure if he is. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I mean, it's a pretty big. bet. It is a big bet. Yeah, it's a big bet. Let's forget about Queen. Okay, Jack fine. Off. So we got the seven combos of bluffs. Okay. So this is if Ryan's sitting there with aces or ace king, deciding what to do. Right. 
um, assuming he doesn't have the ace of clubs in his hand. Sure. All right. So value time. Yeah. Seven combos of bluffs. So the value is one combo of sixes. Right. And I don't know if we can give him all of the combos of these things because a lot of them are going to get raised along the way. I agree. Um, that's true of the bluffs too. So let's just do all the combos. Okay. Uh, five, six suited. Sure. So let's see what we got here. The six is a diamond club for the, the five. five. Is a glove. And the other six is a heart. So there's only one combo of five, six suited. All right. So there's five, six of spades. Yeah. So we've got two combos so far. Okay, good. There's three combos of tens. Yes, which, okay, we'll just give them all three for now. So we're at the five. Okay. I mean, in theory, he could have, he could have slow played kings till the river, but it's, it's very let's unlikely. Just not. So, yeah, okay. That's fine. I mean, it's not really That's worth fine. Um, 10, six suited. We can give him 10, six suited, I guess. The 10 is a diamond, six of hearts, six of diamonds. He might just fold that pre-flop, Yeah, though, he really might. When he gets three about that big. At best, we can give him one combo of that. Fine. So that, that brings us up to six total combos. So we're at six versus seven? So I guess we're supposed to call with ace, king, and aces. If he's gonna, but the question well, is the how frequently he actually bluffs, because he's definitely moving in with all those hands. He is, but he's not playing all those hands to the river that way But either. he's not playing all of the bluffs to the river that right. way Right, okay, so we'll assume they cancel each other out? Yeah. Okay. But, but once we get to the river, though, so we cancel it out until the river... But once we get to the river, he's not playing all his bluffs that way, and he is playing all his value that way. Yes, he's definitely only playing some of his bluffs this way. Yeah. For sure. So this is this is the thing, and the question is, how many bluffs? And I don't know how to know that. I don't know how to know that either. In the end, what it means for me is this is an analysis of trying to figure out if Matt's movement is good. Yeah. Mm, this kind of makes me conclude that it's questionable at best. What price is he ultimately giving Ryan? Okay, so... He moves in for thirty nine hundred, so it's twenty six hundred more for Ryan to call. The pot is going to be five k. That doesn't sound right. The pot's going to be more than that. Um. Well, no, you're right. It's five k before the thirty nine hundred. There we go. Yeah. It's, so it's nine thousand yeah. dollars, and it's twenty six hundred to call. Yeah. Okay. So we don't have to be right that often, right? It's like twenty, a little more than twenty percent of the time, we'll we'll do the trick. That's good. Yeah, I guess... Um, like 21, 22%. So I think, yeah, this is not a good move in against the one-pair hands because the one-pair hands can consider calling. They can. Now, the other side of it is we're giving him the one-pair hands such a good price, they may feel like, why would I call when he's giving me such a good price? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, he has to have it. You know, It looks like he has to have it when he gives, them, when he gives us this price. Yeah, I guess it feels like you're wrong more than... More than you should be. So it depends on what kind of a player are we and what kind of player is he, right? If we're a GTO Mathy player, we call with our ace king more often. Yeah. Because we say, well, he's got this many bluffs. He's got this much. This is the price I'm getting. So I call. Yeah. If we're more of an exploit player, we might see this and say, how often is he moving in with a bluff when he's giving me this kind of price and my range looks super strong? So I fold. Yeah. I'm more of the second type, although sometimes I try and live in the world of the first type a little bit, you know, of the Mathy thing. I'm, I try and be somewhere in the middle, really. But... I would, I would, in this spot, if I had ace-king, I would probably lean towards folding because I would just think, like, I look super strong, and how can he move in? He's got to think he's getting called. He's got to. Yeah. So I think I'd find a fold here with ace-king. Yeah, that may be. And if, if he's going to fold his one pair of hands, that makes it at least a reasonable move in. Yes. Then it's not so bad, right? Right. Uh, another thing that we have to wonder about as Matt is how many bluffs Ryan still has here. Yes. Because if Ryan has plenty of bluffs here, then that mm. makes the move in really good because we're folding out all of the bluffs and most of them are better than ours. If we can fold out some of the made hands that are somehow better, if we can ever fold that ace king and we can fold out some of the bluffs and Ryan has some bluffs, 
oh my god, this has got to be great. Right. The, the, so it just comes down to a question that we can't answer, which is how frequently is Ryan calling with his one pair of hands here? Or how many bluffs does Ryan have here? Yes. Ryan has a lot of queen queen high bluffs or something, or any bluffs, really, ace high bluffs. Who cares? Then we can move in and it doesn't matter that he's got yeah, value. Correct. So that's the question. Seeing Ryan play, I would guess he's got a lot of bluffs. Yeah. My, con- my concern for Matt is simply that I think Ryan has a range advantage here, yeah. which makes it not the best spot for a shove. I agree. It's yeah. a really interesting thing. And to do this without more data really is tough. Yes, I agree. Like, you wouldn't normally do this, I don't think, until you had more information about your opponent, this play, as Matt. Yeah. I mean, I think in the end, I like the way Ryan played the hand better than the way Matt played the hand. I think I agree with you, actually, which I'm surprised by. I don't know that I would have said that before we talked about it. Yeah. I would have guessed that I would have thought Ryan played the hand too recklessly, but I don't think that. No, I don't think so. I think he played it well. And uh, it, he got... A little unlucky that the five of clubs came on the turn and Absolutely. that the six paired and that Matt decided he could trick that six pairing and do something with it. Yeah. Basically. Right. I agree. Like, I think Matt's probably, it's probably a little bit better to move in on the turn if you're Matt. I think he made a very slight mistake there. Mm-hmm. And I think the river shove is questionable. Mm-hmm. But I think Ryan played it pretty well. Okay. Another reason I'm just thinking right now for Matt not to move in on the turn is if, he's, if he thinks Ryan is super spewy. And he's going to want to call a lot of even his, his strong hands on the turn, so he can move in on the river with them. Then he's got to call with more of his draws on the river too, because when he moves in on the turn, then he almost never has really strong hands. Yeah. So if he knows that Ryan knows that about him, right? He's aware that Ryan has that information. Then he maybe he feels like he can't really move in on the turn with the bluffs. I'm obviously backfilling a lot here. Yeah. But I'm just sure. thinking about like what kind of dynamics could be in play. But if we got. I don't know, though. The bluffs have to be the hands that we mentioned, right? And our range is value-heavy at that point. Yeah. So I think it's still fine to move in on the turn. As long as we are actually moving in with our value. Yeah. Right. I agree. If we're never moving in with value, like, like okay, just to, this is for not for you so much as for the audience, but like if you, think, if you guys are watching Poker Time, which you really should be watching, by the way, because it's awesome and it's free. Yeah. You should watch Poker Time on our poker channel. Um, so there's certain players in Poker Time... Aaron's a good example, action Aaron, where if I'm in position against him and I have a, if I have a very strong, I flop a set or I flop the nut flush or something like that, I watch other players in, our, in poker time get aggressive too soon. Yes. And they often tip their hand and he like fires the flop big or he check raises the flop and they call and then he check raises the turn and they like three bet with the nuts. And it's like, what are you doing? Let action Aaron just put as much money in as possible. You know, like never, never re-raise action Aaron until it's the river. If you have a really strong hand. Right. Because he's got so many bluffs, he's just going to fold. And this is exactly what I've seen happen multiple times with him. So like I might have a set of tens against Ryan here and decide on the turn and think like I'm never moving in with sets against this guy on this kind of a board ever because i've got to let him fire again on the river oh, that's possible so i'm saying if that's the case then like i can't really move in with my draws on the turn either because he may know enough about me i agree with that i don't know if he does know enough about me though. but out, but outside of that being the case which is yeah. just random speculation I yes think, it is uh, i think i still am going to stand by moving in on the turn i don't disagree with you i think i think you're probably right although i thought it was very close on the turn yeah and i think it's really okay to call too i agree but the river probably can't move in profitably there Probably not. Probably. I get, yeah. Without knowing any more about your opponent, this is just a fold on the river. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Although it ends up looking like this cool, splashy play. And it turns, does. Out, turns out we don't really love it. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting video to make. Yeah. 
It was an interesting podcast to me. It was. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, it was way more interesting than I expected. I before we started, I said I don't know how much there really is to talk about this hand, and now here we are. I don't even know what an hour later, and it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So thank you, Kyle, for the suggestion. Kyle, without the last name, Kyle. Of course, we're pretty sure you're from the live. Yeah, of course. So if you want to be like Kyle and suggest a hand for the breakdown, of course you do it on Twitter. We are at Two Poker Guys. Number Two Poker Guys. Include a YouTube link. And a timestamp if a timestamp is necessary. Hey, by the way, if you really like these podcasts, which we know at least a number of you do because you keep listening to them. Yeah. And you're interested. We've actually been doing these podcasts for, what, three and a half years now? Something, something like that. Something Maybe crazy four like years? That. We start, I, don't I think know. we started in May 2014. Okay. So three and a half years. Yeah. And we've been doing it every week since May 2014. I think we've. I never don't think we've ever missed a week. I think that's true, which is amazing. How did we do that? I'm not sure. Yeah. Real commitment, I guess. Yeah. And a lot of know. these weeks have two or three podcasts in them. It's by true. The way. Many, many, yeah. many now. Um, so if you're interested in hearing some of our archive, which is not available on SoundCloud or really anywhere anymore. Um, yeah, so, it's just 2017 on for that stuff. Yeah. And um, at some point, some of the earlier 2017 stuff is going to get scrubbed as well. Uh, you can go to selfy.com. S-E-L-L-F-Y. That's right. And you can purchase uh, a number of episodes. You can get the whole archive if you want. It's like, how many episodes is it? Grant? I think it's 137 episodes. Yeah, and it was $99. So $99 for 137 episodes is 92 hours of content. Yes. If you don't want all of the archive, which you should want all of the archive because it is the best deal and there's a little graphic on Selfy. If you type the Poker Guys into Selfy that shows you it's the best deal. Mm. You can also get packages of podcasts that we've made. We have Grant's favorite podcast, which is a five podcast package for, I think, $6 or $7. Sounds right. Jonathan's favorite, same thing, yeah. which is five different podcasts than that. And then uh, we have our 10 greatest of all time hands podcast. And, and that's different than our um, yeah. top five. And right? I think, those, yeah. And I think that's $10 for, for those 10 podcasts. So that's a pretty good deal. Those yeah. are all good deals. The best one, of course, is the big one where you get everything. Of all the purchases we've had, I think the vast majority have been the the big purchase yeah. because it just makes the most sense. Yeah, absolutely. And if you like this stuff, this is yeah. a great way to just load on up and then you have it forever. Yeah, and you don't even have to be connected to Wi-Fi or anything. Once you get it on your phone, you'll just have it as a file on your phone. You can be driving on a road trip in the middle of nowhere and still hear our beautiful voices. Yeah. Um, a few other things since we're here. Yeah, might as well. If, if, if the you end guys of the podcast. are still listening to us, we'll tell you about a few other things. There are T-shirts available on Amazon.com. Yes. Garbage, garbage human T-shirts, among others. Game right? theory disaster. Yep. So you can just go check those out. And finally, we actually do coaching, which is not something we really ever talk about. Yeah, I think we're going to start advertising that a bit more. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. So if you're interested in taking this analysis that you're hearing and putting it to practice for you, like into your game, and learn how to do that. Individualized coaching, yeah. by the way. It's not like we say the same thing to everybody. Oh, we no. Have a very specific questionnaire. You answer the questions. You come to the session. We're prepared. We learn a lot about you, and we tailor make our coaching for you. Mm -hmm. And if you want to see details about that, you go to thepokerguys.net, and there's a coaching tab there with details. Yep. They have pricing and everything else you want to know. And feel free to email us if you have any questions. Right. All right. I think that's it. All right. All right. Show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break But I'm back to claim the throne And gonna be traveling the globe We still have time to make it home